And welcome back to episode 147 of the Weekly Tech Wrap with me, Jay. And me, Carl. Well, Carl, how are you doing? I'm all right. How are you doing after all your I time? am somewhat, I don't know if jet lag is the right word, but uh, I think lack of sleep is probably the better option. Uh, having having just returned from the Middle East and attending the Jitex conference uh, out there in Dubai the last week, um, which was, if you've never been to it, is quite an eye opening. It's the largest well, they say it's the it's one of the largest global tech shows out there, and my, it is not uh, not letting you know letting it side down when it says that at all. Did you uh, get a swag bag for the goodies? I didn't. No, <laughs> you know, not not even for the kids. No, no, there was there was. Do you know what? Um, you could you could tell what you know all the big all the big uh you know big companies. Yeah. To, to name any that we wouldn't normally talk about um you know clearly the view is when you ipo and you're a big grown-up company that has stock you don't give swag away <sighs> disappointing uh but it was massive apparently you know there was six thousand plus companies there wow. uh over 107 sorry six thousand plus companies 170 plus countries represented um across several halls now you know i know you've been to mobile congress like i have yep. um it it probably is close to but maybe not quite as big in terms of the um the halls uh the the main halls now they reckon there are 41 halls across it Blimey. um and they've got but it's across two locations. So you've got uh, uh, Dubai Harbour has yeah. the uh, what they call the North Star, which I think is like the tech startups, things like that. Yeah. Um, and then Jitex Global is at the World Trade Center, which is similar sort of layout to Mobile Congress and the Grand Prix. Yeah. So, you know, there's big yeah. halls, but makes sense. Well, at least yeah. you've got yourself another lanyard and badge to add to your vast. Uh, you know what? I had I'm glad you just said that. I was just looking up at where I keep those on the uh, on the side of my <laughs> unit here. There was a lot of lanyards. My kids are often like, "Dad, what are all these things?" You know, can I have them? <laughs> no, you cannot. Uh, but yes, so that's where I've been this week in the world of tech, um, and lots of interesting things. You know, what the biggest buzzword was this week. Can you guess? What, what was it? Was it AI? Oh, well done. I don't know how yeah, you guessed that. What do I win for that one? Uh, not a lot, but I'll tell you something. Everything seems to have AI bolted onto it in one way or another. <laughs> you know. Oh, God. Yeah, AI is everything, and it's not just AI. It's machine learning. It's NLP. But, I'm you know, waiting for free been... AI in my cereal. Oh, I tell you, if I had a, you know... Uh insert random currency for every time i uh saw the word you know the word ai i would be a rich man in the in about the space of an hour i tell you but there we go so then this week uh we've got a slightly different show this week we're going to talk a little bit about the meta and the google recent uh, events and the hardware drops um and we've got one rumor as well which is uh <laughs> i don't know it is a rumor but i'm still not convinced it's going to happen but we'll talk a little bit more about that later on uh, and the words folding uh, is where we'll come into that but first uh, let's Carl, kick off then the first story of the week then, which is uh, on the right. Meta side of the house. It is. Meta had their Connect event. Now, this was a few weeks back at the, what, the end of September, wasn't it? So surprise, surprise. And we only knew this was coming. They launched the Meta Quest 3. And, you know, they gave us a good sneak peek at it back in, oh, was it June or July? Uh, but obviously, we've got more details now, hands-on. Well, not us personally, but uh, there have been hands-on in the press. We've got specs. So, uh, yeah, yeah I mean, basically, it, it looks like a... More affordable version of the Quest Pro. I, I, look, you know my views on Meta yeah, <laughs> very well, but I have to say, the more I read about the the the, the Quest Three, yeah. the more I'm like, oh, do you know what? I really think this is a nice piece of kit. And, I you know, keep the, they've got it at my local Argos uh, for our international listeners. That's like a local uh, 
not hardware store, what do you call it? Just a, it's a store you can go up, you can buy stuff, does electronics, does all sorts of stuff, but yeah, they have them in stock locally, like five minutes drive, and I've nearly bought it several times. <laughs> but I keep some of myself. But say, it looks really, really good. It's taken a lot of the best features out of the Quest Pro with not the £1,500 price thing. So, you know, what, what are we getting? So we're getting a, a new upgraded uh, GPU, so the new Snapdragon XR2 Gen 2 as opposed to the XR2 in the old one. Big bump in resolution. We've gone to, what, 2064 by 2208 pixels per eye. And those are um, separate lenses, because the Quest 2 just had one big lens, uh, sorry, screen going across it. Oh, right, okay. Uh, they bumped the RAM to 8 gig. You know, battery life looks about the same. But it's it's a smaller device. They're using the uh, pancake lenses, from the Quest Pro now, rather than the Fresnel lenses in, in the Quest 2. So that makes for a smaller headset, a lighter headset, I think it is. Well, no, they say it's about the same, but uh, you know, it's less front weight, I, I imagine. Uh, but you're also getting things like increased field of view from that. So 15% bigger field of view. Um, the pancake lens, they bring with it. So I don't know about you, on the, on the Quest 2, or I think you've got the Rift S, haven't you? Yeah, the Rift S, yeah. Like most ones of Fresnel lenses, there's a sweet spot in the middle for clarity. Yes. Uh, and as you start yes. to move your eyes and the sides, it gets a bit blurry. So you kind of have to train yourself to move your head rather than your eyes, uh, which is a bit odd. Uh, but with the pancake lenses, apparently it's clear from edge to edge. So now you can just move wow. your eyes naturally rather than have to move your whole head to concentrate on something, which I think is a, a big win especially when you're in flight sims and you're trying to look at dials and stuff. Okay, stop, stop, stop. You knew I wanted to buy one of these. Now you're just basically making it... I'm doing a sales pitch. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Exactly. Uh, I mean, there are quality of life improvements there. I mean, uh, you know, the the Quest 2 had a manual IPD adjustment. uh, And obviously the new Quest 3 does as well. But the Quest 3 allows you to adjust millimeter precision. Whereas the Quest 2, you could basically choose... 58, 63, or 68 millimeter, and that was it. They're like three points. You can kind of jury rig it in between, but it was a bit of a, a hack. So this has got a nice smooth scroll wheel where you can get that finite adjustment to get you know extra clear for you. I just it is it's an impressive piece of kit. I mean, you've still got the you've got the path through capability as well, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, that's the big plays, isn't it? The yeah. AR stuff. They've given you I, does yours have pass through on the Rift S? It does, but it, it's, it's, it's very low it's resolution, black and yeah, white, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, very much. Yeah, same as the Quest Two. So they've gone full color, haven't they? Uh, with four megapixel front facing cameras, uh, and it looks quite good. The, the reviews I've seen, they said, look, I can wander around in it, no problem. I can pick up my phone and read text messages or browse it from my phone quite clearly without stru- having to take the headset off. That's pretty good. I, it's very impressive. I, I did see, uh, you know, on that that um, Qualcomm was saying that the uh, the XR Gen two has an average pass through latency on par with the Apple Vision Pro at twelve milliseconds. Uh, but they kind of then kind of said that that they it does depend on the resolution that uh, the Not you know whoever <laughs> yeah. basically the implementation isn't it of uh, how it's yeah, been done. Okay, uh, I'm not convinced. You know it's going to be on par with the Vision Pro because that is a much higher-end device. Yeah, uh, but I it's, think those, you know, it's... those displays are higher resolution than the Vision Pro as well, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. And I imagine the cameras are higher resolution as well. I imagine they've just grabbed the 12-megapixel cameras from the iPhone and slapped those in rather than the 4-megapixel on the uh, Quest 3. 
But I, you know, going back to that, you know, you said the pricing piece and the RAM. So eight gig of RAM in there. It comes yeah. with um, 128 gig of internal storage. So I was, was at two five six as standard. Now I can't remember. It was I think down it's one twenty eight. I read. Um, but you got to oh yeah, one twenty eight or five twelve. Yeah. But for us that are doing PC gaming, that's irrelevant. You don't need this. You just need the cheap I'm version. I'm going to the 128. Now, I'm yeah. a bit gutted. They're still using the same tech they have for PC stuff from the Quest 2. It's the USB-C or Thunderbolt or whatever it is, optical USB-C, whatever you want to call it. But it's still compressing it on the PC and sending it as a video to the headset where it gets decompressed uh, rather than just doing uh, is it DisplayPort alt mode over USB-C. So, are we seeing latency there then? I mean, I've ne- uh, personally, I've never noticed it on the Quest Two, but people are people have said, you know, people have done technical analysis of. Yes, it adds a little bit of latency, and obviously, you're dealing with some compression artifacts because you're compressing and decompressing rather than just sending the straight image. However, you know, jumping no from the original Quest I had, not Quest, sorry, the original Rift to the Quest Two was such a huge jump in image clarity uh, that I don't care if there's a slight bit of latency or a slightly degraded image. It's a massive jump up. And I imagine that's only going to get better on the Quest 3 with the, with the pancake lenses. I don't think most normal people, I don't think me and you, would notice really. No, and given like if, if I do purchase one, you know, if, uh, coming, from, coming from the Rift S, I suspect I will see a massive difference in quality. Uh, exactly, which is, yeah, I, which is what I'd hope for. Obviously, you know that's what I want, um, especially in DCS with that field of vision, and as you say with those Fresnel lenses and that clear spot. Especially when looking at that cockpit sometimes and having to move around, and there's a little bit of blurriness. It does my oh, it drives me insane because yep. it's just I can't. You know, no matter what settings you, you just can't get it clear on a particular dial or you know that that particular exactly. area that you're looking at without you know as you say moving your eyes. Um, so yeah, I, I'm very much in favour of this. You know, pricing yeah, it's it's four ninety nine. Yeah, slightly. It's, I it's mean, expensive. What's the Quest Two? It's Quest Two is two nine nine for a one twenty eight gig. So mm, yeah, it's a bit more. I think we're, in the UK, I think they're selling for around four seventy. You know, pounds first the three hundred odd I paid for the Quest Two. So yeah, it's it's a bit more money, but I think it's probably worth it. Uh, you know, and I it is it is coming up to winter. It is time for DCS. It is. DCS 2.9 was released today or yesterday, which has got a DLSS on it, but I haven't looked too far, but I'm going to say that's not for VR, unfortunately. No, I suspect not. I suspect which is not. odd because DLSS can work in VR. NVIDIA have an implementation of it for VR, but no one seems to use it. DCS could really do with it. Yeah, yeah, it could do. There's a lot of things these sets could do, but we won't get into that right now. <laughs> that's a whole that's a whole podcast on its own, isn't it? Um, on a slightly different note though, just kind of related yeah. to it, there are rumors out that Valve are prepping the index two, isn't there, as well. Um there isn't much to go on it, but there are I've seen starting to hear that there are rooms going around. There was a painted application that dropped a few months ago that looked okay. to be the Valve Index two. Um but again, How much nothing is that gonna you know, be though. That's gonna be double the price of the quest free. Or but, near I mean, enough. Yeah, given I mean, the reason I say that is if you think about the the, the valve, the index kind of set the bar, didn't it? Along it did, with yeah. the you know uh, the HTC and uh, the reverb, wasn't it? Um, yep. And if you think the original valve, what was that? Uh, LCD display, fourteen forty by six hundred, which was great, but compared to the Quest Two, which is 
almost 4K, isn't it? Yeah. It's already, you know, the Quest 2 is already surpassing that. So it'd be interesting to see how far they go on that. Um, yeah, do you still need things like lighthouses? I think you do with the... That's uh, it, yeah, yeah, that's it, one, the two base stations, yeah. Which weren't included in the pack, so that was, op- you know, more money on top of the... I don't know what the index sells for now, £900 maybe? I, but they, oh, God. Well, it's really weird. They, I was just going to say, that was my point was, they really are could keep it. They're like the reverbs. They, they've got they've got Nintendo-style resale value. Oh, you know. Here we go. So, the, okay, the VR kit with lighthouses and controllers is £919. Wow. Uh, if you already happen to have... Uh, okay, that's not too bad. If you happen to have controllers and lighthouses will work, it's 460 for just a headset. Unbelievable. I mean that that I mean that is a resale value that Nintendo themselves would be proud of, wouldn't they? I mean, yeah, even the controllers separately are two hundred and sixty pounds. That's that's a quest too. I just I it boggles the mind of how they do that. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'd love that. I've never used one, so I can't comment. Is it that much of a better experience? Is it double the cost? Better experience? I. Gonna have to guess and say probably not. At this point, is it better? I, I say I generally don't know. I don't know. I, I you know, like you say, I, I don't mean, know. if Valve came out one that was as good as the Quest Three and didn't have all the crud that Meta puts in it around social media tracking, I'd buy it in an instant. But I don't think it's going to be anywhere close to the price. No, I just yeah, I I I don't understand why. Why they are so expensive still? Yeah, I mean the equivalent one is uh, who does the other one that's the equivalent? It's from China. Um, I want to say it's a Pico something or other. Is oh it... yes, <laughs> excuse me, copying there. That's um, right. Um, I'm sure. It's, yeah, they, they they we were talking about these before. I remember weren't we? the Pico VR. That's the one. It's who's it done? But it's it's done by another social media company. Uh, TikTok. I'm not sure, but it is called it's called Pico, though, isn't it? It is, and that's kind of a bit better than the Quest too, and similar kind of money. I mean, I'd be tempted by that one, but they just dropped the Quest Three, so well, they've got yeah, they've got the Pico Four, the Pico Four Enterprise, the Neo that's Three the one, uh, yeah, and the Four. The Four looks pretty impressive. I mean, it as a bit of kit, it, it looks very impressive. And what it can yep. do, almost futuristic, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. So, in fact, it reminds me, ironically, of a Vision Pro, the way it's advertised. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll put that in the show load. Uh, uh, it's Bite Dance, Bite Dance, a so TikTok, Bite Dance. Oh, great! So, yeah, Chinese government. So they've got Pancake Lens again. Um, yep. They've got 4K Supervision display, according to them. Uh, 20.6 PPD, 90 hertz, 1200 PPI, 105 degrees, 150 quid. Yeah, and it it can do sixty uh, anywhere from sixty two to seventy two um, IPD. Yeah, so I mean that's uh, another competitor. I'd have to read up on that one, but yeah, yeah, you've got me thinking about that. Yeah, I forgot, I forgot about those guys. Yeah, <laughs> but then you're selling yourself to the Chinese government. Ah, uh, but you can buy Luca. So uh, just for those of the listeners in uh, UK, for example, you can buy them on Amazon, Argos, uh, Curry's, uh, Smith's yeah. Toy Shop. So they are available uh, here. Uh, and you, know, you don't have to import them or anything like that. No, no, no. So that's it. But yeah, and that's an alternative. Three forty nine, by the way. The Pico yeah. Four All in One VR headset uh, with one hundred twenty eight gig is three four nine. There you go. Look at that. Mm, indeed. That. So uh, yeah, interesting times in VR. Uh, we will let you know when we <laughs> whoever caves and buys the Quest Three first. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah, we'll do a review. I don't think that comes with the cable, though, by the way. No, well, the Quest 3 didn't either. The Quest 3, if you go and buy the... Um, link cable. The link cable, the, the meta official one, which is an optical one. So basically, it's a Thunderbolt cable. Uh, that was, I think, £80 when I bought it. In all fairness, I probably could have got away with a normal USB-C 3.2 cable because 99% of the time, I'm sitting at my desk when I use it. So I didn't need it to be 15 feet long. No, no. But oh, hey, I bought it now. <laughs> it's too late. Anyway, we've uh, we've we've gone off of, off piece bit on that one. But yeah, so the quest oh, then, is, quest three is now out and available, uh, starting at four nine nine, um, and definitely looks to be the benchmark for affordable VR. Then I think at the minute, wouldn't you agree? It is, yeah, definitely. And obviously, the big bonus here they they also announced with Microsoft, didn't they, that uh, Xbox Cloud Gaming is coming to MetaQuest in yes. December. I'm not sure if it's just Quest. I think it's just going to be Quest three, not Quest two. Uh, but yeah, you'll be able to stream your games, Xbox games from the cloud uh, and watch it either in VR or in, well, not not the game will be VR, but, you know, uh, a display in VR, a screen in VR, or in AR, just like Apple Vision, where you can, it will sit in the center of your screen or you can pin it to somewhere in AR and just wander around and, you know, view it from different angles or whatever. Uh, okay, so, oh, uh, yeah, so you you just basically see a large, like having a projector. Large you, TV, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah whatever, um, either in a VR theater or whatever you want to call it, or in AR in, in real life. So it'd be interesting. I'd be interested. Can is it just going to be X Cloud, or like the Xbox app? Could I stream it from my local Xbox or PC? Because if I could do that, that would be quite tempting. You know, the icing on the cake. Mm, I don't know. Because yeah, if I could just I don't know, chill out in the living room with the headset on, ignore everyone else, <laughs> and just. Yeah, being from my gaming PC to the headset, that'd be quite cool. <laughs> well, there we have it, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Ignoring my family. <laughs> so, yeah, so Quest 3 then, um, we will definitely have to find get some decent reviews of that. Like yeah. you say, who's going to cave first? <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll probably be me. <laughs> oh well, I'll, I'll get a, I'll get a quest two to play with. Then, so yeah, I'll, quest I'll, two. I'll show you my quest two. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get an upgrade on. Um, <laughs> I'm keeping the cable up. though, so you'll have to buy a separate one. <laughs> yeah, very good, very good. So, mm. what else have we got this week then? So, other Google have been out and about, haven't they, with some uh, announcements? They have. They had. We had the Google event. I was it Google I/O, isn't it? Is that what they call it? Can't remember what they call it, but it, yeah, they announced what. Yeah, they it's yeah, sorry, yeah, it's I/O. Yeah, yeah, we got the. Yeah. Uh, Pixel 8, the uh, Watch 2, uh, as well as a new snazzy Tensor G3 chip. Um, but yeah, let's start with a Pixel 8 launch, I suppose. Uh, and I don't know your feeling, but much like the iPhone launch this year, it really wasn't much of a change. Or not to me anyway, but for what I could see. It was a, um, a minor tweak on, on the Pixel 7 and 7 Pro, wasn't it? I think, I think to be fair, though, I think Google have hit on a... A winning formula. They have, with yep, the yep. With the device, the device shape, the camera bump. You know, I know you'll talk about a bit more of the, the specs in a second, but the camera bump, the whole. You know, I know they and they've made some changes in the way the cameras are done. But what I mean is the shape and the look and feel of the device um, is pretty unchanged, isn't it, for several versions now? It is. Um, yeah. I mean, but I think you're right. It works, it, and again, it works. it's a bit like an iPhone. Why? Why change it if it if you don't need to? You know. I mean, yeah. I mean, physically wise, what you touch, we got a new soft touch matte glass back. So like the back of the Pixel Fold, you know, I'd say if you ever hold one, I mean, who's held one? But uh, that's what I'm hearing. You know, it's a more matte, softer 
touch. You've got that on the back of the phone. Uh, the screen's brighter. I mean, it's a flat edge. So I think on the Pixel 7 Pro, it's a curved edge. Like quite a lot of the Android ones have curved the edges, don't they, on, on the screens. So they've gone back to a completely flat one. Um, it's apparently really, really bright. Uh, brighter than the iPhone 15 Pro Max, even. Uh, they're saying it'll do, what, 600 nits for HDR content, 2,400 nits in bright sunlight. So, yeah, see your eyes off. That is impressive, given <laughs> given what it is. Yeah, I, exactly. I, personally speaking, I... I like, I think you know the, the Pixel line. As much as I'm not a big fan of Android, yeah, I've used it. You know, we've talked yeah. about it before in the past. You know, the Pixel is it is Android at its most pure, isn't it? If you think about it, it's it's how it's how uh, you know to, to coin a bad phrase, how God intended. Uh, you know, insert deity of your choice. Yeah. Um, but and it just comes across well. You know, and the hardware, you know, if you look at the evolution um, of the Pixel from the Nexus lineup. This it just it just looks a nice phone, doesn't it? it really does look like a nice it does, phone. Yeah. <coughs> Apologies, I can't stop coughing today. No, no, no. Um, and like you say, you know, given the fact it'll like, blow your retinas off, uh, you know, as, <laughs> <laughs> with, with that as well. So, so we got a fantastic, awesome screen on there. Then, yeah. Um, I did see somewhere about apparently it's got like a soft touch. Um, yeah, that's matte... that matte glass back that's yeah. got the pixel fold. So uh, apparently, it's very nice to hold. Um, so yeah. I think we got a bump to 12 gig of RAM. Storage kind of seemed the same. You know, 128, 256, 512, a terabyte options. We did get the new temperature sensor. Okay. So this is where you it's on the back of the phone. It's just below, I think, the below the flash. You can kind of point at things and take the temperature. Uh, so interesting to see how well that performs or how accurate it is. And it's, I think it's currently going through, is it FDA approval? Because it's classed as a medical device. That's pretty cool. So that's kind of like the ones that you, you know, like, you have to you put your head and take your temperature with that kind of stuff, like you do for COVID, I suppose. Do you know what? That I really like that. It is a a very cool piece of kit there. If it's accurate, if it's accurate, it's like, yeah, no reason it shouldn't be. No, um, I I did have a read up about this. So apparently, you open it up, you go to the temperature uh, app, built-in yeah. native app, and you select. Um, object, so it doesn't say person, they're very clear here, it says object <laughs> it's an temperature object. Yeah. Um, but as you say, until it's signed off by the FDA, there won't be a body temperature option, so it's object no. temperature at the minute um, and you basically press tap to measure and you hold it within about 5 centimeters or 2 inches from of the object, the object. Uh, yep. and apparently you, you just line it up and see the buttons um, and it gets you Fahrenheit or it gives you centigrade, you know, in in, yeah. in the, the settings and off you go. Um, and apparently you can, uh, there is a bob, it can, it can detect what it is, whether it's a liquid or beverage or whatever, you can say okay. that. Um, but yeah, so, but if you don't, so, but you, sorry, you have to change the material. That's the other thing. So you have to change the material. So there are 11 different categories of material, um, which are food and organic, beverages and water, cast iron randomly, uh, or uh, ceramic and glass, matte metal shiny metal plastic and rubber fabric wood and walls and windows so apparently you will get inconsistencies if you select the wrong material type okay so i presume it's just doing some calculations uh, on the back end to adjust temperature basically on the material yeah okay interesting um well yeah i'm interested to see when the reviews are out on that and kind of how accurate it is it's quite a cool feature 
I very much so. And I think given that, you know, we all the talk over the last couple of years of Apple not putting those features in, and I know we have a temperature sensor on the watch now. And yes, technically it's only meant to be there for um uh what's the word I'm looking for? Cycle tracking, isn't it? Yeah. Um you can see the data in there and it is relatively accurate given that they okay. say the wrist is a terrible place to take temperature from. But it's not a class uh, class as a medical device, is it? Or not for those no. purposes. No. Yet. 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 Yeah. But um but it is it is looking good. So yeah, nice one Google. I have to say hat tip but nice. hat tip to them on that. Yeah, I mean and the big the big news with their announcement for me was the seven they've they've been claiming seven years of OS security feature drop updates. For the, both the pro and the non-pro version. Now, mm, um, I'm, I take this a pinch of salt because I mean, in the past few weeks alone, we've seen Google kill Pixel Pass, Jamboard, Google Domains, and Google Podcasts. Well, <clears throat> I think so. Let, let's, mm. To be fair to Google, I suspect that this is a genuine statement because they have. Let's be honest. You know, if you're not familiar with the the mobile OS world. This is a Google initiative um, that Samsung have signed up to, haven't they? And a couple of the manufacturers have, have come alongside it um, to provide long-term software updates. Um, so it is a genuine pledge. But you, but but to your point, but so was right. Pixel Pass, and no one got an upgraded phone for free, did they? No, but what? Uh, and but to be fair to Google, they have been providing updates all the way through, you know, the early Pixel line. But yeah, yeah. you're right. You can't upgrade a device if it doesn't exist anymore. So I see your point. You know. Yeah, I just I'm not sure how much faith I would put in that. Great that they're going to give and go, but will they silently uh, hide that on the website after a couple of years, and no one will really people will forget about it, and no one will actually well, see seven years. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because you think in, in this world, you know, when we talk about technology, particularly mobile, seven years is a, an Eternity. age. Yeah. Um, and if you go back seven years and look at the devices that there are today, you know, realistically, they can't... I'm not to say they can't run the OSs from today, but in many cases, if they could run the OS, they're not going to run it efficiently. They're not going to have the same hardware security yeah. capabilities that we have today. I mean, if you look at Apple, for example, you know, uh, the, the, the cutoff is, um, is it the iPhone XS, isn't it? 10S, sorry, yeah. 10S. So the, if you're in, in stylized XS, if for those that are, uh, you know, thinking yeah. about what I'm about, um, that's the cutoff point. If you can only get iOS 16 at that point, um, yeah. if you're below the, te- the, the iPhone 10 or the X, you, uh, it's, it's, it only runs iOS 11 to 16. Now the iPhone 10, um, when did that come out? I'm just trying I mean, to remember. The XS came out 2018, so five years ago. Yeah, so yeah, so the 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 iPhone 10 then, which is the one that below it then, yeah, 2017. So yeah, five, Apple, Apple work on a five year basis, which I think yeah. probably, let's to be fair, That's is more reasonable. realistic. Yeah, you know, uh, Apple obviously have the well the advantage that they make the chips as that they make everything. <laughs> They're a bit well, more in right. control of the the supply line than I maybe. Google is no. I mean, these chips are these chips are the Google Tensor Threes uh, socks, yeah. aren't they? they are, so yeah. they are Google branded, but yeah, you you know, and they're probably probably created by Samsung or TSMC. I'm, I'm Samsung. sure. Samsung, yeah. I mean, it's Samsung. I couldn't remember. Um, you know, and this, you know, this the the, the sense of the Tensor, sorry, Tensor Three, uh, is um, the one of the the ARM twenty twenty three chip designs, isn't it? Single Cortex X three, uh, four um, Cortex A seven. Uh, 15 cpus and then four a510 cpus um, plus 
the uh, the aptly named Immortalis GPU. So we've got there the <laughs> yeah. the basically the performance and the efficiency yeah. pools, haven't we? So that, we yeah. have, yeah, yeah. Um, it's bit, which it's, is it's, pretty much where everybody goes now. It is. It was just a bit interesting to see that from the G two to the G three, they jump from two big cores down to one big core. Yeah, in the G three. Yeah. So, uh, but up the kind of medium cores to to four rather than two. So, uh, interesting take on it. But yeah, I mean, I've seen some. It looks good. It's kind of up there with, from what I gather, the Qualcomm, uh, the latest chips there. But a lot of stuff on Apple, uh, Apple sorry, Google was showing off was around AI, and especially photo manipulation and AI photo, you know, infill and stuff like that. Turns out, though, it's not really doing that on the device. <laughs> oh, the heavy stuff. So I think they showed um, on stage, they were doing, uh, they had a woman in front of a waterfall, you know. They move the woman around, do some infill, remove a tree, blah, 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 change the sky, that kind of stuff. Well, I watched a YouTube video the other day of someone trying to replicate that. And with no internet connection, you couldn't actually replicate it because it offloads a lot of that to Google's cloud yeah. to do. So you're not really using the Tensor G3 chip for that, or certainly not in that scenario. Uh, not good. Um, he was saying, yeah, it. even when they had an the connection, it was nowhere near as quick as what they were showing on stage. Because I imagine the more people using this, what we're doing it, the bigger load there is on Google's cloud services, and therefore it's a bit slower for everyone. Well, this is it. That's that magic eraser thing, isn't it? It well, is. That's the one. Yeah, I couldn't quite remember the name of it. Yeah, magic eraser, that kind of stuff. And it is quite clever. I, I, you know, when you, when you see oh, it in action... You definitely would love that on the iPhone. <clears throat> but... You're right. What they show you versus reality. I mean, because some if you go to the Magic Eraser website, um, they've, they've got some demos. For example, there's one where there's a woman stood in front of a waterfall, um, and you chop out the people in the background, you clean up her yeah. a crease on her jacket, and then they move the woman to the side of the picture. And there's another one with a kid that was kids on a bench, mm-hmm. and basically they push the bench backwards and then take the clouds out of the sky. I mean, how the hell does that work? I mean... Well, yeah, I was saying that, that, that the woman in front of the waterfall was the one he was testing, you know, in the video, and just, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just didn't work that way. No, I mean, and you're right, that can't be done. I, I, I'm i not suggesting that the neural engine on those devices, similar to the Apple-style neural engines, is not capable of some of that. But that is a lot of power going to happen there, that isn't is, it? Yeah. No. Yeah, and the, is, and the, yeah. the photo, the one that gets me, isn't it, what they released last year, wasn't it? Photo Unblur? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so if you take a picture, you know, sometimes it happens, doesn't it, where the autofocus catches the person behind you. Yeah, yeah you. exactly. Yeah, the, the wrong subject, yeah. Well, you can unblur both of them. Now, for me, that's that isn't AI. That's not that is that's not machine learning, is it? That is where it's captured. It's doing depth, isn't it? And you can change the exactly. focus after. Which Same I think as you what Apple, on that, Apple do, yeah, on that one. Yeah, and that's what Apple talked about. And didn't Apple talk about that with the iPhone 15? Um, even if you're not taking portrait mode, it's capturing the depth. Yeah, it's just doing capture depth for everything. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure that's probably what's going on here on the sevens and the eights now that they're out as well. But look, not to take it away from them, it's a great device. You know, it, it's you know entry levels of not entry level, excuse me, um, standard vanilla Stock Google device, Android device. The yeah. Word, yeah, I mean the and the, and it is quite cheap to be fair comparatively because the Pixel Eight Pro is uh, starts at was it nine 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 dollars? Yeah, it did have a hundred dollar um, price increase this year on both of them, I believe, but still a reasonably priced phone for what you're getting. And it's a flagship. It is Google's flagship device. Absolutely. 
So yeah, re- really, really nice device. If you're, you know, if you're looking in the market, if you're a Pixel owner, um, I can see that you know there's a really good upgrade path for you there. So definitely nice looking device. Absolutely, no, you know, we certainly won't be knocking it on this show. No, no, exactly. Uh, might knock the Pixel Watch too, though. Yes, that's a whole different story. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> it is it. So, I mean, did they do anything to this? I mean, I'm not, I can't really say that. Come on, Apple do the same design every year. So, I'm um, yeah. I, but we knock them for that as well. How many times have we knocked Apple for the same CPU? Uh, but yeah, Watch 2, it looks identical. It's got the same 2 gig of RAM, same storage, same IP68, same battery. They have changed the chip to a Qualcomm Snapdragon W5, replacing the Samsung. Uh, is it Exynos? Xenos? I don't know how you pronounce the Samsung ones. Exynos, isn't it? Exynos. So hopefully that, that's yeah. a, it's a smaller nanometer, so should improve battery life, I imagine. Uh, strangely, though, they've dropped the wireless charging on it, and it's now a physical connector. Uh, okay. I don't know why, but they've they've also apparently improved sensors. So the heart rate sensor should be allegedly 40% more accurate during vigorous activities, uh, thanks to some multi-pass sensors adds more optical sensors. I don't know that one. Uh, it's new skin temperature sensor, just like the Pixel 8 Pro and the Apple Watch. Um They've also added a continuous electrodermal activity sensor, so basically measuring stress, ECG, that kind of stuff. Sadly, though, it looks like it's just as unrepairable as the first one. So if you've, had, if you've read anything in the news about the first one, after the warranty runs out, if there's anything wrong hardware-wise of it, basically throw it away and buy another one. It's unrepairable. Oh. Yeah. That's not good. No, that's not good. Not even a not even a tricky to repair. I fix it. Say it's unrepairable. You may get it apart, but you'll never get it back together again. <laughs> that's a great statement. You, you might get it apart, but it is never going back the way you found it. That's not necessarily likely. You'll get it apart unless you're using a hammer. Oh dear! I fixed it. You're gonna have fun with that. <laughs> yeah. So apparently they haven't changed anything on that. So yeah, it's just it's really a, a, you know a new sensor or two. A, they have going to the CPU, but it's not much of a change. And I said, Apple haven't really made any effort on changes on the watch <laughs> recently, have they? With the exception of putting the Ultra out, but that was really the Series 9 in a, with a bigger battery, better display in a new case. You know, the, nothing's really changed with it. No, um, you know, and it, you could argue if you were, you know, um, you could argue that people from the Apple Watch, oh, nothing's really changed. Oh, it's the same. But I think here with the Pixel, really, nothing really has changed, has it? Um, they say, as you say, the sensors there are more accurate. They've got is that the new temperature sensor. They've got new skin temperature sensor in there as well. You know, you've still got the Qualcomm with the LTE um, modem in there as well. But it's not, I don't know. And I'm not, I'm not saying this to be antagonizing. It doesn't jump out at me. It doesn't jump out at me as a really maybe it has sold a lot and that's why they were like why change a winning formula i don't know the sales numbers on the pixel watch you know to see is it successful i mean the only thing i say for it is it it comes in some interesting colors they've got that blue sort of leathery style one you've got the nike style sports band avenue one that looks like yeah yeah. Uh, and then you've got two metallic bands that almost look like traditional uh, watches and yes. you know um uh, i would say 
typically the kind of the, the watch bands that uh, would be worn maybe more as a more feminine shape and size. But again, yeah. anybody could wear it. But I'm just saying, typically would be perhaps sort of you know more I mean, of a feminine style. Thinner generally, band. I I like it. I I like the I'd like Apple to do a round watch. A more traditional looking watch would be lovely. They'll never do it. It's no, they, they they won't. Uh, but you turn on the Pixel Watch and see how big the bezels actually are under that shiny screen, and yeah. yeah. That kind of ruined it for me. Though Samsung's, a, a friend, one of our friends has bought, a, he's, he's in the Google camp, he's bought one of Samsung's latest smartwatches. It looks very, very nice. I must admit, I'm a bit jealous. I wish it was Apple. I see a lot of people, I know quite a few people, those Garmin, Garmin smartwatches as well. Oh, yeah. And they seem to be still quite popular, <clears throat> very popular as well. So, you know, and they, they, you can still get your messages on them, that kind of stuff. And they have a longer life, battery life. Um, and a bit more robustness about them. You know, I know the Ultra yep. is quite you know, tough, but generally more designed for outdoor pursuits. But yeah, it's it's a difficult one, I guess. If you're in the camp, if, you're in the, if you are in the Google ecosystem, then yeah, this is probably, and you want the watch we'd be using, it's probably a great, a great place to be, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Not bad at all, not bad. Well, how much, so what was the cost? I mean, sorry. I, oh, mean, I you didn't actually see the cost of that one. To be not that in the notes. No, I, I must have missed the cost. Ah, <laughs> uh, here you are. Um, the LTE version, sorry, is four hundred dollars, uh, and the Wi-Fi is three fifty. Okay, so still fairly pricey. Yeah, uh, only thirty-two gig of storage on them. Yeah, that hasn't changed. So yeah, and the same two gig of RAM. No, no. <clears throat> well, there you go. Yeah. There yep. you go, Neat. So. Um, what then? So we talked. Uh, so the one we, we talked, talked about, about the Pixel was the Tensor G3, wasn't it? So they, just to kind of, I guess, come back to that then um, is this is their system on a chip, isn't it? So it the is, Tensors yeah. were launched with the Pixel Six, which God seems I know it sounds daft, but it seems an age ago now, doesn't it? But it does, <laughs> yeah, wasn't that long ago really? It was like, what, only was it twenty twenty one the Pixel Six, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, it could be um, much long, uh, longer than that. Yeah, God. Um, so you know, we've got the Pixel Six there, um, and as you said, you know, the massively this is their play was more on ai than anything else you know and uh, everybody under the sun is racing to become um an ai uh leading organization uh, AI, you know, yeah. google certainly are no uh, uh no doubt wanting to do that bard and all the other suite of technologies there as well um i did there was a couple of things i pulled out though that they're using to deliver capability using the tensor g3 um is there cool screening functionality for this spam call thing have you seen that right okay no i must have missed that one um, so they've got the um, uh, what do they call it? They call, they've got two uh, two features on there. One of them called Clear Calling, um, which is allows you on anything from Pixel Seven up to Pixel Eight Pro, and allows you to uh, process sound data on your phone. So you know, like with the Air AirPods, you've got the oh, the kind of background uh, noise removal. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking at. So basically, it allows you to mu- mu- take out background noise, um, so you can muffle information you know like hold music or, or anything going on around it um and it allows you to clean up the sound uh, effectively it's noise cancellation isn't it realistically yeah. speaking um so that's one of the areas and that apparently is all done on the phone all itself locally. which yeah you hope to do that because the latency of sending that <laughs> where it can get back yeah it um, quite bad and then the obviously want to see the spam filter protection so this is um again something that apple don't really do i think to the same way is it or they but they do and they don't 
So this is um, a feature that uh, even comes on the low end. You know, it doesn't it's an Android feature. It's a built-in spam filter that can be used alongside um, if you've got a carrier version. So you go into the phone app, you go to settings, and there's a thing under the uh, caller ID and spam, and it filters spam calls automatically. Um, now, apparently, according to it, can be quite sensitive um, because if you've got if it numbers that you're not familiar with it uh, blocks those as well um mm. but it will tell you it gives you a list of numbers that it has blocked so okay. you can then go in and modify those you can also send people there to this uh, purgatory um as well <laughs> manually if, if they ring up yeah. but again it's all done on the phone uh and manual you know tested there um apparently though i think google were licensing some data to do this i was reading somewhere to do it so you've uh, got, okay. you have c caller id and spam id and then you can filter spam calls and verify them as well. So it's all a capability. Again, you know, Apple could do this as well. I feel it's not a not a massive. Oh, they probably thing. will. They'll bring it out and put several companies out of business. <laughs> yeah, that's Sherlock. Somebody else. Sherlock. Someone else. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I think that was everything we had on the top end. Because apart from all the other little announcements, um, yeah. probably the, the main things there. So let's talk a, a little bit then. The one rumor we've got in the. Uh, so, ah, uh, mm. yes. So, we've talked about this before, which is the folding iPad. Um, now, there are rumours now, isn't it, that yeah. the folding iPad could show up uh, in 2024, but it is now uh, more likely uh, that it's going to be uh, 2025. Now, this is initially yeah. the 2024 rumours were coming from our favourite analyst, uh, Mi Ching Kuo, yep. uh, who, who was positive uh, that they would launch it in 2024, but uh, he wasn't. He was probably a lone voice, wasn't he, in, in the, the field he of was, uh, yeah. uh, Apple uh, voices? Um, and yeah, my view is, Apple will not put anything out in the market that has any any um, weakness, concern over quality of that screen. No, I can't see it happening. No, no. I mean. But the rumours, the consensus still seems to be that it's going to be a single screen. So you're going to have a crease there somewhere. How oh. visible that will be, you don't know. But like the that, but it's not like Samsung's got the crease, isn't it? Yeah, well, every folding screen has a crease. Well, yes, just but I mean, a, the... a fact. Yeah, I mean, I think the Samsung and the Display Text got better at hiding it, but it's still there. And this is it, you know. If, if there are, so one of the reports that's come out, and it's sort of quoted to saying that the reports from the South Korean media says that Apple's in talks with Samsung Display Technologies and LG for panel uh, supply, isn't it? Um, but they remain concerned about the panel crease. And this is it. Apple are not going to release a product, especially a, a flagship product, that's going to have, in their view, a subpar experience, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. You know? <clears throat> and if 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 you know, and Apple, Apple do a lot around simplification, don't they? You know, you know they, they um, yeah. take the products. They, you know, miniaturization is Apple's key, isn't it? As well, and things like that. So, you know, I, I can't see them releasing anything until this technology is proven. And I mean, if that means somebody else gets there before them, I yeah. don't think Apple would be bothered. I think Apple would rather launch it and be confident when they're putting out millions of units that they're not going to have like a 0.25 return or something like that. No, exactly. I mean. I suppose we'll see. I just don't know how they're going to get away without a crease of some sort. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting to see. But I would say, yeah, they're saying kind of late 2024, early 2025 is kind of the direction we're seeing on this one now. But I don't know. If Apple fixed the crease, would you buy one? 
I don't know. I'm not. I... So I, I, I was curious to see um, what's the market for folding devices. Now, according to Samsung, uh, back in July, there was a, I know I found a, a press release um, that the boss of Samsung's mobile division um, reckoned that last year Samsung sold close to 10 million units. Um, now, 60% of those uh, were the Galaxy Z Flip and then okay. the Fold made up the 40% of it. So they're not, it's not driving massive sale, is it? You know, no, it's still very expensive. It is still very expensive. Now, obviously, when you think about the flip device, that's that's you know slightly different to the uh, the larger folding uh, fold four, isn't it? Which is where kind of we're getting into sort of smaller iPad sizes. You know, how many iPads are sold? You know, <laughs> considerably, considerably more. Yeah, millions, millions of devices. It's a core piece of Apple's strategy. I, you know, I've got, I went back down, didn't I, to the um, 10 inch iPad, 11, 11, excuse me, iPad Pro M1. Great device, fantastic size, actually, perfect size. <clears throat> yeah, if it could fold and become a 20 inch device, I'm like, that's great, but it would have to, it would have to be able to replace my laptop 100%. Yeah. Could you do that without an actual keyboard? And at the moment, Mac OS and iOS or iPad OS, excuse me, still have enough differences for me not to be able to use that as a daily machine because there are still some sites that treat it as a mobile device you know when you try to browse even they set to desktop oh, mode yeah yeah the i'd love to be out that screen is huge the resolution on an ipad is huge yet you can't realistically make the icon smaller can you no you know things no, you like can't. that so if we got more of the convergence between the two devices then I probably and it could be used as a, a real replacement device. Then yeah, I might consider it. But it, if there was any way that that crease or experience is there, no, no, not at all. Yeah, uh, tricky one. Well, I suppose we'll see. But I'm still not entirely convinced they're going to release it 2025. No, unless there's some breakthrough tech on the screen front. Yeah, and again, so you know, quite frankly, 2025 is probably more feasible. To allow yeah. for further development in this sector, uh, if uh, do you know what, uh, even if it didn't launch in twenty five, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised. No, oh, exactly. But, maybe twenty six. Who knows? Maybe twenty six. But they, there you go. There you go. It's just my my view on that. Yeah. <laughs> right then, I think that then for this week that kind of wraps up yep. everything we've got in the the the, uh, the bucket for this week. Uh, we'll be back um, hopefully next week. Yep, I think no yeah. more travel planned is. I don't think we're going anywhere next I, I week. I think we're still in this country. Who knows? I think we're still in this country <laughs> the next week. So we'll be back uh, next week then to talk about the latest uh, tech news and stories from everywhere around, you know, all of the cybersecurity news, breaking information, and we'll have some more rumors coming to you as well. Um, and, of course, you can find us still on X, Twitter, whatever it's called this week. Um, <laughs> we're still there. You know, the lights are still on. Uh, we're at Weekly Tech Rant. And of course, all our show notes at techrant.online for all the information that we talk about on the show so please tell your friends about us and of course where we're on all of the usual places where you get your podcasts from as well um i am still thinking maybe we should start posting on youtube as well um the audio feeds um maybe. it's a thought yeah. yeah let us know your thoughts if you'd like us to do that i'm happy to edit that and we can we can pop them on there as well um but yes we'll be back next week then and on that on that note i've been jay i've been carl have a good day all <laughs>